Hjertelig velkommen til et nytt program her på Israel-kanalen. Denne gangen så er jeg i Israel, nemlig på et sted som heter Anatot. Og her bor det en kjempe i Guds rike når det gjelder Israels sak. Og det er Jan Willem van der Hoven. Welcome to the program, Jan Willem. It is nice to speak to my wonderful brothers and sisters in Norway, in the place where one of my favorite prophets, Jeremiah, lived. This is Anatot, and I'm thankful that you came to this place for me to um, to address my brothers and sisters in Norway at this very crucial, serious hour that we have come to. Yeah, because this time that we are living in, or also gone through with the pandemic of the corona, uh, there's been two years since I haven't been able to come to Israel. But finally, this, now there is an open window for us to visit, and I'm very happy to be here. So what, what, what can you tell about what the situation here in Israel right now? Well, generally, I, I want to say something that I think very few Christians have understood. I hear people now that the war in Ukraine, this devastation that's caused by this madman Putin is happening, uh, and Russia and China have come together in a much closer way. Even my son says, Papa, if they don't now see that this is Gog and Magog, and so many Christians see that in the end, this will develop, and I believe it's very important for me to, to tell this in the light of what is happening to Ukraine, that it will in the end cause the Ezekiel 38 and 39 pro prophecies um, to be fulfilled. And especially American Jews, oh, and then Gog and Mark will attack Israel, poor Israel. I says, no, this is the beginning of the Third World War. And if you read Ezekiel 38 and 39, it's completely different than most Christians understand. And I feel it is important because it reminds me of years ago, a sermon I preached where there were nearly 5,000 Israelis and 5,000 Christians uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles. And I said, Israel is God's pearl in the midst of two world wars. It came out of the Second World War, as we see in Ezekiel 37. I saw a valley of ashes and bones. And the Jews said, our hope is lost. We are cut off from our family. And some Jews lost 70 members of their family and came back alone. And then the Lord says, well, I will open your gra graves and I will bring you back to Israel. And then he builds up this, that the Holy Spirit will come. After the physical resurrection, there's not a tri great tribulation. There's no more great tribulation. But if you follow the Ezekiel, after the physical resurrection comes the spiritual so the Son of Man has to prophesy to the wind that has brought all these believers, Gentiles, to become the seed of Abraham, as Paul calls us, the seed of Abraham, children of Abraham by our faith in the Messiah, that that Holy Spirit that has done that since the day of Pentecost is being prophesied to come back, 
now not on 120 Jews, but on all of Israel, so that Jeremiah says, in that day not one Israeli will need to say to another Israeli, know the Lord, but, but, be, because they will all know me. Yeah. So I don't hear this preached. We are going to be in heaven having a nice supper with the Lord for seven years. I don't know how we will do that. And then Israel is going, as they say, 80% of the preachers go with tribulation. No, the Lord says they have suffered double for all, uh, uh, all that they have gone through. Yeah. And the first judgment was with Titus that completely destroyed Jerusalem and brought the Jews out in the whole world. And the second Holocaust was from Hitler. So they've had two. And if the Christians want the third one, it's not in the Bible. And that's why the Bible says, comfort ye, comfort, not once, comfort ye, comfort ye, Israel, for they have double suffered. And that's what many Christians begin to feel. We have to, to be there. Now, now coming back to Gogo Mago, why do I say that that is a description of the Third World War? And I believe it's so important because I want Norway not to be judged by God any more than they are already judged. In Ezekiel 38, 39, it says, I will cast fire upon the coastlands that dwell at east, which is the west, and upon Gog and Magog. No, that is a war. That's in Ezekiel 38, 39. I will cast fire upon the coastlands that dwell at east, and upon Gog and Magog. So there's an, and you see it now with the Ukraine. The, the, the NATO is, is strengthening the defense. Norway had uh, 5,000 uh, soldiers at the Grand, and, uh, and uh, Germany is suddenly giving more than 2% to the defense. And so they are building up and building up. And Putin is so mad. I'm not saying it will be Putin, but so cornered. He has nothing to lose. And he may start a war that NATO now is prepared to answer. So all this talk from Christian, Gogo Magog, I says, God is going to use Putin or whoever will be the leader to show his displeasure over the West that lives, lives carelessly, that uh, uh, is in such corrupt and often anti-Israel spirit that God must judge them, must judge them. But it's happening now in America, it's unbelievable. 100,000 young people are dying every year because of the fentanyl that Biden is allowing because he opens up the, guard, uh, the, the southern border to come in. It's unbelievable. Uh, sex crimes with children. And, and I feel the fury of God. So then God is not going to say, oh, well, praise the Lord. So I will cast fire upon the coastland that dwell at ease and upon Gog and Magog. And then God says, and I don't hear that from any preacher, now you come. I will hook you. So there's no fear. Oh, Israel is going, God wants it. He says, I'm going to put you, and I will 
finish you on the mountains of Israel. And it will take the Jews, the Israelis, seven months. And they're very good in organizing. Seven months to bury, not their own dead, but the dead of Gogamago. So God will first use Gogamago for his displeasure over the rest and over what Putin is doing. And then he says, but I will show you that I am the master of this earth. Mm. And I am the God of Israel. And when they, when they see that little Israel, after what has happened to the West and to it, is finishing Gog and Magog, what does it say? Then the nations will know that I am the God of Israel. And I said, Lord, the Christians, it's also with the, with the, the rapture. I said, the Lord is going to come from such a divided church where we talk so bad among one another, even as Christians, so divided and so unclean, so spotted. My Bibles, and that is going to be, be taken any time. Where is the Bible's word that there will be the restitution of all things and that there will be an Elijah. Mm. The Jews know better. There will be an Elijah that will restore all things before he comes. And the church has made herself ready and is spotless when the, horn, the Lord comes. Any normal person that has a little bit of the Holy Spirit knows we are not spotless. And God will need the Antichrist to purify the church as Satan purified Job. Maybe it was also three and a half years. So uh, what you're saying is actually that the, the teaching that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation, uh, which will last for seven years, that is not uh, the word of God. No. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2, it's amazing. Let and you can't believe it that it's so clear in the Bible and then 80% of the preachers preach the opposite. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2, let no one deceive you, even as you have heard that it may have come from us. You know, it's very precious. Let no one deceive you that the day of the Lord and are being gathered unto him is already at hand. Now, everybody is preaching. He can come any time. So he comes for a filthy church, divided church. I mean, it's unbelievable. That day, Paul says, cannot come till there will be a great falling away first and the man of sin will sit himself up in the temple of God. Yeah. A woman from America phoned me on Rosh Hashanah 1988. She had read the book 88 reasons why Jesus was coming to rapture his church in Rosh Hashanah, 1988. And it was already dark there, so she thought, it hasn't happened. So she thought, maybe in Jerusalem it's a different light. So she said, is, is, is it still light in Jerusalem? I said, no, we are six hours earlier uh, dark than you. So, oh, so I thought, oh. 
she's waiting for the rapture. So many Christians have missed it mm -hmm. by thinking they knew. I said, listen, I only need to look to Jerusalem. My Lord is not coming to a mosque in which is written, God has no son. Allah has no son. My Lord is coming to a temple to, through the east gate, according to Ezekiel 43, and fill the house with his glory and make this, this temple and this hill, my holy hill, his dwelling place for a thousand years. And as long as there's no temple there, but only a mosque. I know, I know, according to Paul, let no one deceive you that the day of the Lord and are being gathered unto is already at hand. That he is not yet coming because there's not a temple through which the east gate of that temple, he will come and fill it with his glory. So, um, it, and on top of that, and this is very important, I said, what does John and this is so important, I feel, for people who love Israel. What does John, how does he describe the bride? Because they always say, the bride. I says, who is the bride? If the Holy Spirit falls upon Israel, all of Israel, will they be part of the bride? Oh, yeah. So I says, so how can you believe that before the Holy Spirit falls on Israel, which is part of the bride in Revelation, when, Paul, when John says, I saw the city of Jerusalem coming down as a bride prepared for her husband, and then describes the bride that included where the 12 tribes of Israel, the foundation. So Israel is in the bride, and you are in Israel, because you're not in Christianity or in the Christian bride. The Bible says that when you came to Jesus, you were grafted not into Christianity, not into a new tree called the Christian church, but you were grafted in to Israel. To Israel. And the Lord was, and I know it, even while I speak, the Lord will take all of Israel after 2,000 years of, of suffering and denial into that they will come back not on a new tree called the Christian, uh, Christianity. The Bible is very clear. They will come back on their own tree. Mm. Where you, so uh, I can say to, to Israelis, don't be afraid. I don't want you to become from a Jew a Christian. The word Christian is only three times in the whole New Testament. Paul never uses it. He says, saints, you're the seed of Abraham. And we call ourselves Christians. And only once, in, Peter says, if you suffer as a Christian, and in Antioch, they were called Christian. But the Holy Spirit, when he spoke through all the epistles of Paul, never called the Gentile believers Christians. If a Jew would ask me, Mr. Van der Hoeven, are you one of these Christian Zionists? You know, what are you, a Baptist or a Methodist? So you really want to know who I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a son of your God. What? What church is that? I said, and I really believe it. I'm an eternal son of the God of Israel. The, I preached seven years at the empty tomb, and the Lord said, if you believe in me, you will never die. 
I can cry that the God of Israel, after all that mankind has done, would dare to give me the same as his son, eternal, eternity. So, what does the Bible say? Behold what love the Father has given you. You understand? That you can be called the son of the God of Israel. And I think Bibi feels it. And many. It is. Behold what love the Father has given you. And hardly any Christian I know, I've been many times in Noah, that they say, I'm, I'm a daughter, an eternal daughter of God. I'm an eternal son of God. And the Bible says that you can be called, not Methodist, not Charismatics, not Christian Zionist or Catholics, that you can be called son and daughter of God. And then, I know myself. Then you have to let the Holy Spirit sanctify your life. For the character of a son and a daughter of God is all the, Paul says it in Romans 8, all those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When the voice from heaven at the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist, said, this is my son. And I preached it in Kenya. And the pastor said, this is revelation. I said, every time a believer is baptized and puts his old man with all the sins in the water grave and comes out, God says, this is my son. And what does, it, what does the Holy Spirit do after Jesus is baptized? And the Holy Spirit led him from that moment. He didn't shake hands with John the Baptist and say, thank you, I have to be going now for a meeting in Nazareth. But thank you for baptizing. All this horizontal stuff that Christians do. He knew there is no independence now anymore. The son cannot speak a word or he must hear the father first. And what he sees the father does that I'm spending so much time alone with God and I said, Lord, I don't want to do something for you. I want you to do it for me. And that's what Jesus did. And the Bible says, as he was in the world, so we are supposed to be. That were profound words. Uh, I want to, you have uh, have had a good relationship with uh, the former Prime Minister of Israel, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. there has been an election in Israel since I were able to be here. Um, and there's been a change in the government. How do you look at the situation, uh, the political situation here in Israel right now? I believe what the Lord showed us two or three years ago at the feast, and I've never forgotten it. The Lord showed that the three most strategic people for his kingdom, in the political sense, where Donald Trump, um, Bibi Netanyahu as Prime Minister, and Boris Johnson. I know a real godly man that made many films on Israel, uh, Bill McKay, and he said, Jan Willem, the Lord showed me that once more, by his grace, 
America and England will be used to clean up Europe, uh, the, the world from, like then, from Nazi spirit, now from the Islamic threats and the other threats. So I've never forgotten this. And when Bibi was here, I said to him, I believe you will soon be back as prime minister, because God told us he needs to be there. Naftali Bennett is now running to Putin. I, 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 I wrote to Bibi, I said, you, you must, he had the, the stature. Donald Trump, his, his four years, I want to say, because the Europeans are so stupid, or blind, I should say. He was pro-Israel, he put the embassy here. He was pro-Christian. He says, I love the evangelicals. And when people say, you're the most famous man, he pointed to the skies and says, no, Jesus is the most important. I, I could have kissed him. He is pro-life. He went to the pro-life demonstration himself, not send a little message. And I said, what do you want? And when he was four years there, no one dared to go again. Putin would have never dared to come into um, uh, uh, Ukraine. So I'm saying to you, Norwegians, if you want to be safe, pray that Donald Trump will take over soon, and I'm speaking about weeks or months, this Biden, and I've prayed it even today, Lord, move him out. He is a destruction, not only to his own country, but to the world by his weakness. And the Lord showed me years ago, and I said it one year before Donald Trump became uh, um, uh, the president, when I saw what Elijah said, Lord, it's finished. We are in such bad shape. And the Lord says, no, 7,000 have not bowed a knee to Baal. And so uh, he, he, he said, oh, thank you, Lord. And then he said, when the still small voice spoke to him, what shall I do? And the Lord says, anoint Jehu, a wild man, to be king. That's my answer. And then I said, Lord, who is the Jehu for today? And the Lord said, Donald Trump. And I published it. And it was thousands read it. And an Israeli said to me, Jan Wilm, you were my friend, but you are now my prophet because you told nobody of us have believed that Donald Trump would win. And he is now winning. So I say, Lord, bring him back as soon as possible. Bring Bibi back. This weak prime minister has only five mandates behind him. Is Now on the enquête, uh, the Likud would get 35 seats. 35 against five. And I know, I wish Bibi was here, I know that Bibi is a wise politician. I was so amazed when he was here about his, his, his political and spiritual strength. I was amazed because I talked to him about him and, and Donald Trump. He, when he will be the prime minister, I think he will be able to withstand what is now happening with Iran that gets so encouraged by seeing the weakness of Biden and 
and I know the BB has to find that answer quickly mm. for the nuclear danger that is. And I, I, I must say, I believe the war with the Islamic force, uh, with Iran and Hezbollah and Hamas, will even come before the world war. Uh, we have uh, one minute or two minutes left of the time. Uh, to wrap up the, the, your message, what would you encourage uh, the Norwegian viewers, the Christian viewers in Norway to do in this time? I have said when Jan Hanover came and says, Jan Wilm, you must come to Norway for God told me that your message is needed in Norway. And I know what I said. If 7,000 people, sanctified, were able to change the course of Israel when Israel was in a very bad shape. And I have said it again and again, and it comes back now. If there are 7,000 born-again believers who purify their lives from addiction or from sexual sin or whatever, or from materialism and and lack of prayer, or from problems in their family, if they will sanctify, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. I don't want Norwegians to pray when they're living in sin. But if there are seven, I prophesy, if there are 7,000 Norwegians who hear me now and says, Lord, I want, I am part of Israel. I'm a son of you. I cannot live like this as I, if I really am a son. I want to purify myself. Thank God he forgives and he cleanses as he has done me. And that you can be whiter than snow and says, Lord, now everything that I heard you say I have done, then the 7,000 will be able to see a salvation come to Norway. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you very much for your time, Jan Willem. It was very good to hear your <laughs> radical, straightforward voice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Till dere seres vil jeg si tusen takk for at du har fulgt oss gjennom dette programmet. Og tenk gjerne gjennom det som Jan Willem har vært med å dele her. Et hellig liv overgitt til Herren er det som skal til. Takk for det.